You know, I definitely do not have all of the answers. But one thing is I'm always asking questions. I know Jesus is the answer. You know, but my mind just really can't stop thinking about all of these questions that I would love to ask God. And even though we all have a built-in phone line to God, understanding how to hear his voice is, is, is the tricky part. But I was just thinking today, you know, like, if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. And if you're a part of the world, you know, you, you're probably not going to heaven. So I'm thankful that I woke up from that delusion, that I woke up and am not a follower, that I'm not part of the 99%, you know, by not constantly being programmed by secular media. But a couple questions that I think I would like to ask God, and maybe the answers are out there and I just haven't found them yet. But my friend, Jan Martell, he uh, introduced me to one of the books from the Apocrypha, uh, Bartholomew. And uh, it's really, really interesting, actually. So I recommend you read that or listen to it. But Bartholomew had all kinds of questions for Jesus after Jesus was resurrected. And um, he was, uh, you know, asking about Satan and Jesus brought Satan up and Bartholomew put his, his foot on his neck or his head and um, anything he asked Satan, Satan had to tell him the truth, you know. And obviously Satan, you know, if he could, he would destroy humanity completely if he was if he was really able to do that, that would be like the first thing that he would do because he hates us. And it doesn't matter if you're a Satanist and you think all these wonderful things about Lucifer. In the end, you know, he hates you. He hates all of us. But for me, you know, a couple of the things that, that I have an issue with is one, Satan's never been to hell. Satan has been Roman upon the earth uh, causing horrible, horrible suffering for a long time and our years are numbered we don't, we, we definitely don't live as long as Lucifer has been able to live and um, and I don't know I mean I'm sure there's going to be objections to you know what I'm stating here but th these are just these are just things that I'm thinking in my mind and it doesn't seem fair. You know, what makes it fair is, yeah, we have Jesus. So that's that's what makes it fair. But the knowledge, you know, the, the true knowledge of our power in Christ is not known on, on an intimate level, you know, because if it were, then Satan wouldn't be uh, running the show right now. He definitely would not be if we all knew our power in Christ. And as you can see, 
as you can see, I get constant, constant interruptions and distractions when speaking about Satan. And I think you will notice the same thing. Whenever you start to expose Satan, whenever you stop protecting him and you really expose honestly all of the thoughts that are coming into your mind that you are receiving and aware of, then you can begin to decipher and discern what is of God and what isn't. And if God is love, then it, uh, anything negative you know is probably coming from Satan or uh, the entities that work for Satan. But in the end, one of the things, the whole reason I started this podcast today was if you were rich in life, you know, say you're rich right now, you know, you might not have too many worries. A lot of the things that stress out the poor people don't stress out the rich people because they have money to solve those issues, you know, especially like car issues or money issues, things involving money. They don't really have too many worries for that. They may not like it. Of course, nobody likes unexpected expenses or anything like that. But, um, My whole thing is, you could, you know, if you're rich, you're not going to experience a lot of the problems that the poor people experience. You know, you're not, you're not going to starve. You're, you're not going to have problems paying for rent and paying for your, your bills. You know, but um, that's that's this life. Okay, so. Let's say you made it, you know, if you're rich, you kind of have to turn a blind eye to, to some things. You know, you have to be selfish to a certain extent or you have to be self-absorbed to not be affected by the problems of the world. You know, poor people, uh, poverty, you know, you know, I see people that have money and I see homeless people all the time and I don't have money, but I always, I always help out homeless people because I was homeless once and I know what it feels like. And I'm very close every month to being homeless again. So that's always a constant reminder for me that I'm not too far away from being homeless, you know, cause I, I'm on welfare. I struggle. I'm in the gutter and, uh, it's a struggle, you know. I'm in the gutter and I struggle every day. There's not a day that goes by that I'm not struggling to try to keep my head above water, you know. And it's tiring. It's frustrating, you know. Uh, being broke is, is just, it's tough. It's really tough. And um, anyways, so if you're rich, you know, and you have a heart, you're still going to be troubled. You're not going to be happy because there's so much suffering going on in the world. Now let's take it to where you're dead and you made it to heaven. And there's still people that you love, friends of yours, that are in hell. And Satan goes to hell. It's not like Satan is being tortured and punished like humans and, and demons and fallen angels. Actually, it's the opposite. Humans who, who didn't have the knowledge of all of this on earth, that go to hell, are actually tormented by the demons and Satan. How does that seem fair? 
You know, it's not like I'm actually questioning God, but I am because maybe my understanding isn't there. You know, maybe there's something that we don't know, you know, but it just doesn't seem fair to me, you know, and how are we to question God if he's so perfect, you know, I'm not bringing this up because it's, I, you know, don't want to be a Christian no more and I don't want to follow Jesus. No, that's what it is. I mean, there's two choices. It's Satan or Jesus. You know, so obviously I'm going to try to go for the best option, for the fair and, 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 the, and the just option. You know, I, I want transparency. I want honesty. I want good things. You know, I want there to not be evil or negativity. You know, I don't want to experience. I don't think anybody wants to experience this. Nobody wants to be crippled. Nobody wants to be missing uh, limbs or living with a disfigurement or uh, an illness, being paraplegic, um, whatever. The list goes on and on, but who, who wants to experience these things? Nobody, you know? I don't know. It just doesn't seem fair. And that's just, that's just how I'm feeling right now. You know, patience and prayer is, you know, the way to Christian, you know? We don't we don't see resolution immediately. Sometimes we don't ever see it in our lifetime, you know. But I don't know. Just becoming a Christian that that changes your whole life. I was saved when I was a little kid actually, but I didn't understand it. You know, my friend Sam Daughtery, his his mother uh saved me. She she said the uh, she had me repeat the prayer to be saved by Jesus Christ, but I didn't know nothing about Jesus. And um, I was only in like third grade. I was in like third grade at that time. But I know ever since that day, I was bullied. I mean, even before then, I was being harassed. But after that, I was bullied and harassed my whole life. Like I remember sitting at the front of the bus, and there's a school bus full of kids. And some kid in the back was like, that kid right there, and he threw something. Like, that's all I heard was that kid right there, then boom, something hit the back of my head. So instinctively, I turned around, and he's like, yeah, I'm whipping your ass as soon as you get off the bus. I'm a little kid. Like, I don't, I didn't, I don't, I don't even know what, I wasn't even doing nothing. Like, I didn't even make eye contact with this kid on the back of the bus. Like, I got on the bus after he did. So I did, it's not like I seen him before. The first time I seen his face was when he threw something at the back of my head, you know. And I remember I turned back around and I'm just like, what? What's going on? What, the, what did I do to deserve this? You know, like I don't even know why I got singled out of all these kids. And he announced it to the whole bus. The bus driver knew about it and everything. And, you know, I'm, I'm quiet, you know, and I don't really voice my opinion much like I do now but at that time I didn't and um you know I was just quiet getting off the bus like obviously I was worried that that was going to happen and as soon as I was starting to step down the bus steps it was like three steps to get off the bus his foot he he tripped me from behind so I my face smacked on the concrete so hard you know uh I felt like I broke the bones in my face, but my, I remember my nose hurting. I'm, you know how it feels when you get punched in the nose and 
And uh, before I could even turn around, uh, he, he was uh, punching me and hit me in the back of my head. And when I turned around, he just, he was already straddled on top of me and he just was merciless. He just, just beat me. And um, the kids were going crazy. And if it wasn't for the kids yelling for the bus driver to do something, I don't think he would have did anything. He seemed like he was upset that he even had to do something, that he had to put the, the bus in park, undo his seatbelt and get off the bus just to get the kid off of me, you know? And nothing ever happened to the kid that I know of because I never complained. You know, I just grew up where you don't you you just don't tell on nobody. Like you just take what happens to you. And, you know, of course, if somebody asks you, you know, you can tell them. But um, nothing ever happened, you know, from that incident, you know. And then I remember uh, around the same time I had to use the bathroom. We were in school. And I was like, I have to use the bathroom, I have to use the bathroom. The teacher, his name was Mr. Rabel, Dick Rabel, actually, from Worthington Park Elementary. I remember this dude. I was just a little kid. And he's like, I said, be quiet. Don't be talking in the halls. And I'm like, but I got to go to the bathroom. Like, I don't know how else to say it because they were trying to keep us in, like, a single file line, you know, like, like puppets, you know. But I had to use the bathroom so bad, and I'm like, I gotta go, I gotta go. I'm trying to figure out how to get out of there, and I keep trying to get out of the line, and um, you know, and try to go to the bathroom because he wasn't listening to me. He just told me to shut up. And next thing I know, is he came up and he backhanded, he smacked me so hard, um, like my neck snapped. It was like a whiplash in my neck, and I had his his handprint. Like the back of his handprint, like pop on my face, and all the other kids went into the gym. I still had to use the bathroom, by the way. And I, I go in there, and I'm just crying like a baby, you know, just crying. And the gym teacher was a lady, and she, she, they all went by the same thing too at that time, you know, like you know, it's politics. I can't do nothing about it. But just sitting here, she held me, rubbed my head. Like, she was being like a mother to me. I never had a mother growing up. So that could be why I'm so emotional. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was it was nice to know, you know, damn, this is what a mother does. Like, a mother is nurturing. And they, you know, because I didn't have that. So, you know, once again, Satan is interrupting everything. Because that's what he does. So I'll have to discontinue this, but yeah, I just don't feel like it's fair if that's the way it works. You know, Satan's going to be the head honcho in hell. He's going to have all of his demons working for him. And um, we're still punished for just being idiots. You know, doesn't seem fair to me. I don't feel like any human should ever have to go to hell. I do feel like there should be some type of training program. I do feel like we should all have known our power from the beginning. I don't think Satan should have had this much power. I think it's disgusting that God would allow this to go on for so long. I mean, who the fuck is Satan? Who the fuck is Lucifer? He's a bitch. He's a fucking faggot ass bitch. And that's that's how I feel about him. And anybody who follow him, the same. You know, all the, the, the fallen angels, fucking retarded idiots. Like, they get their pleasure out of harassing humankind forever. I mean, it's so immature. When you think about demons and people who, you know, do the devil's work, they're very immature, extremely immature. 
and uh, it's just disgusting to me. You know, uh, if Satan's going, if Satan, if we go to hell, we should, we should be torturing Satan and the demons. You know, but I don't even feel like that's in that's in our our hearts and souls to be torturous and evil. You know, I just don't feel like there should we should even have be allowed to even be anywhere around them. Nah, I don't think that's fair at all. I think it's disgusting, actually. But yeah, it is what it is.